Another episode of the Halfcast. This is episode 116. Still missing <laughs> the elusive episode 100. But I'm sure you already know that. Uh, 116. This is for, let's see, April 24th, the year 2023. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right myself. Um, Monday, kids are out of school for an unassigned day. Unassigned. What do you, what does that mean? Well, it means is that uh, LAUSD didn't didn't assign a day. Wait a second, Monday. That's an assigned day. That's a day of the week where people typically have school during the school year. What do you mean unassigned? Well, we just didn't assign it. Oh, <laughs> so you didn't. So rather than just assign it. You put it in the calendar as an unassigned day. No worries, everybody. Just take it easy. <laughs> yeah, taking it easy for the kids is turning the life upside down of the parents. And don't get me wrong. I love hanging out with my kids, but at a certain point, you got to do something. I took them camping over the weekend, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been on full tilt here. Zero work for the last, you know, day and a half. So it's time to hit the ground running, and then all of a sudden, here they are in my office, bugging me, fighting nonstop. So it's, you know, whatever, LAUSD, unassigned day. But it, it's kind of par for the course. It's kind of par for the course when you look at all the things that are happening. And I don't know if this is just California. Okay, I love certain aspects of California, and then there are certain aspects of California where you go, what? What? What is this? Like the day I found out that uh, California had a lady on um, retainer that was just there to take care of wounded baby hummingbirds. There's a lady down in Long Beach where you can drop off a baby hummingbird if you find it, and she will nurse it back to health, and she's on the government payroll. What the hell? <laughs> what? We're in. Uh, we're billions of dollars in debt over here in California, and yet we got the hummingbird lady on retainer. Uh, and then what happened just this last week, as you all know, bane of my existence, tax day. But, oh, Billy, the the state of California has given us a reprieve, allowed us to take it easy, put our feet up, rest a bit, because uh, they have given us if you're in certain counties, which many of the largest counties in California, I don't know which ones didn't get this, but I think it's most of them. I know L.A. County, which is like 10 million people got this. Um, we get until October <laughs> to do our taxes. And why is that? Is it is it something crazy that happened? Something that's just horrific that we can't go through our daily lives? Nope. The reason... That Californians in certain counties get until October to do their taxes is due to heavy rain. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Take it easy, everybody. We know it's been raining really hard, and we'd hate to have you have to, you know, look out the window when it's sprinkling, and then a few weeks later have to do math. Oh no. Don't don't do that, okay? So just take it easy till I what what seems fair? What seems fair? Let's see. It stopped raining like three weeks ago. So what seems fair? Like six more months? Is that 
is that okay? I mean, you've only known these taxes have been due for the last year. <laughs> but, but it, gee whiz, it's sprinkled out there. If you didn't have an umbrella ready the second you walked out, it's going to be mighty hard to do your finances when you step indoor. Never mind all the other things you got going on in your life. You guys have it hard. Take it easy. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I make fun and I'm not complaining because boom, I, I took the extension. I did not finish my taxes. I got, I was going to, I was going to, you guys, I had the best of intentions. I did, I did probably half of them at the beginning of March. I did, I put in almost every 1099 that I had received. I had already done a lot of my expenses. I, oh, Nick Hoff was ahead of the game. He was cranking out numbers he was looking at spreadsheets printing things putting them in envelopes organizing using multiple paper clips and whatever that little clip thing is that looks like a chip clip and we probably end up using it as chip clips <laughs> um and then tax day came and of course i wasn't going to do it before tax day and we already got to the 18th because uh i think the 15th landed on a saturday or sunday or something so they're like take a few more days but then california you know what they did um but I uh, I wasn't going to do them completely in advance. I'm not out of my mind, you know. And so I waited the last day. And then the, that day I was kind of, you know, methodically crossing some T's and dotting some I's, as you do when you're working with high finance. And then, um, and I always wait till the last set. Like even, I think you give me all the time in the world and I would use it uh, because, you know, there's certain things where at the end of my taxes, there are still a few things there that I could probably write off or look into. And then I just say, ah, whatever. It's going to take me longer to locate that receipt than to just eat it. And so then you just say, I get to an acceptable number. And then I say, you know what? The government wins. The government wins on this one take it i just don't want to do any more work and that only will occur at around 11:42 p.m. when i know there's like a 10 minute check maybe one last alteration where they're like oh, are you sure this number's correct and i double check and then i press send and it goes through usually usually right on at the bell and so i'm not going to i'm not going to i don't have the screw it level yet and then dinner time comes and Sarah brings me a glass of wine. She goes, "Here, I'm I'm having a glass of wine. Why don't you have one?" I was like, "Well, I I got I've got my taxes that I'm doing." She's good. You've been doing them. You're fine, right? <laughs> Woman, do you even know me? Do you have any idea who I am? Who it is that you are speaking to? But of course, I will have that glass of wine before you know. One glass turned into two, turned into two and a half, and now. I'm half in the can. <laughs> Do you think taxes seemed important, especially when I got certain text messages from friends going, hey, don't you live in L.A. County? Didn't they give us till October? And then I said, as a matter of fact, swish, wine swish, wine swish, sniff, sniff the, the oaky notes. Ah, yes, October, I shall take it. And now I've got papers laying all over the place. That's been a week now since that's been due, and I still have papers all over the place because I was like, I'll just do them tomorrow. Okay, I'm a little bit tipsy right now. Don't want to screw something up. Do them tomorrow. Tomorrow came. It didn't happen. The next day came. It didn't happen. I'm working on other things. I'm having fun. 
<laughs> and so I blame Sarah, as all of you should as well. So I did not get the taxes done, but thanks to California, I've got uh, till October, and I'll probably use it. <laughs> probably October, whatever it is, 14th will come, and I'll be like, oh, no, not again. Where are those papers that I had? Oh, the kids tore them up. Oh, no, what stupid kids. Why'd I have kids? Oh, yeah, deduction. Boom. Anyway, that's uh, that, that's neither here nor there, although it seems to be both places at this very moment. Um, we are we are, you know, hitting our stride here in the All-American Comedy Tour. For those of you at home keeping score, we've already crossed off um, New York, Michigan, uh, South Dakota, Ohio, Missouri. We got Kentucky this weekend there at Louisville at Caravan Comedy Club. Please come out and see the new show for those of you that are there. Um, and then I've already done shows in California and Arizona and Nebraska and Florida, but I'm still doing more shows than those. So I don't feel like they're technically crossed off the list so if you live in one of those areas you still have chances to come see the all-american comedy tour but if you are in uh new york michigan south dakota ohio missouri chances are time's up i've already done those shows and they're behind us but you probably know people in other states so hit them up tell them to go to nickhoff.com get your tickets if you're listening to this get the ticket closest to you get it early don't make me wait okay there are certain shows that tickets are on sale and it looks better it looks better for Nick Hoff and the All-American Comedy Tour and my brand. The club says, hey, Nick is selling tickets. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't be like, oh, can I get them at the door? Don't, don't get them at the door. Just get them. Just get them. And it helps me out. I understand. I'm, I'm a door guy. <laughs> Listen, I'm a door guy. We went camping this weekend. Did I make a reservation? No, I did not. <laughs> I went up there, and we drove up, and the lady goes, do you have a reservation? I said, no. She goes, well, we're all full. And I said, ah, okay. And she goes, uh, pull over here. I'll see what I can do. And we, it worked out. So it'll probably work out. But listen, it helps me. If you get them early, it doesn't hurt you. It helps me. So get them early. Tell some friends. Tell them to get their tickets early because it just it's better for my career. It's better for my career. Guess what? If I sell out a bunch of shows, uh, you know, weeks in advance, they may add a show, first of all, enabling me to make more money. And also, even if they don't add shows, they're going to look at that and they go, uh, people want to see Nick Hoff. So we got to have him back. And then when they come to have me back, all of a sudden now they say he's worth more to us because we know he people want to see him. So, but it, but if you wait to the last minute, they go, oh, this person was just coming to the club. They're not here to see Nick. But if you purchase them in advance, it they go, oh, they they want to see Nick because we got we got Bill Bellamy coming too. But but they didn't buy that ticket. They bought the Nick Hoff ticket. So do that. I've got lots of shows coming up. NickHoff.com for all my tour dates. And any tickets that are available are up there as well. So you can just click that link and, and go get them. Go get them. Pause this right now and go get them. You can always come back. I'll be here for you. Okay? So, yeah, we got a tax days, Nick Hoff comedy tour, you know, in full stride. I, guys, because I'm a moron. And my agent hates my 50 state tour idea, apparently. So uh, I, I, I did a cruise ship, which did not check any boxes off on the NickHoff.com uh, 50 state tour. It, it was all out of the country. And I've always listened. A lot of comics do cruise ships. Uh, it, it pays it pays fairly well. And and you know you get a full week of work and you think hey this is great win 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 but I've always turned them down um, 
one because some people get stuck in those some comedians get stuck in the cruise ship cycle because it's just easy easy to take weeks works at a time and a lot of times when they're booking cruise ships they'll say hey do you we've got these nine weeks do you want them and boy isn't that isn't that nice to say i'm gonna cross off two months off my calendar of full of work that's very appealing for a lot of comics so a lot of comics get stuck in it to me I look at that and I go, well, first of all, I'm gone for a full week. That's not ideal. Got young kids, got a wife who, you know, can turn on a dime and hate my guts. So being gone for a full week is tough. I do it from time to time, but that's tough. Um, And then I don't want to get stuck out there because you get stuck out there and then you start catering to those crowds. And before you know it, now all of a sudden you're not relatable to the masses if you know what i mean if that makes sense like the comedy clubs are really the best place to cultivate and act because you're getting people from all different walks of life and they're concentrated in these groups and it's kind of seedy and it just is a good place they're a good judge they're they're a little jaded but they they are still there to laugh and cruise ships it's just like you're getting a lot of a lot of older people and just people that are on vacation, which is a different thing than a guy that just worked all week and he wants to laugh it off on Friday and Saturday night. It's a, just a different crowd. So if you start pandering to those crowds, then all of a sudden you become unrelatable in normal circumstances. So I don't want to get stuck on it. So I'd always turn down these cruise ships. I always said, no, get that out of town. I'm not doing them. And then pandemic hit and I thought, uh-oh. Like a lot of my things were getting moved around and I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to make money for nine months uh, doing live shows. So I was like, oh, crap. And I told my manager, I was like, hey, we got to everything's back on the table. OK, colleges, I'll bomb at colleges. <laughs> so let's do let's look at cruise ships, any corporate things, anything else, any writing gigs I can do. Let's let's check it out. And so she did. She sent out some feelers. And then, you know, 12 short months later or whatever it was, they they said it was going to be a long time to get into the system. And then and then they had me do like a showcase. And I did that. And then they wanted they started offering me dates. And even the first couple dates that came in, I was like, no, no. And then my agent goes, hey, are you going to do the what's going on? <laughs> I was like, oh, fine. Yes. All right. And one of them lined up um, with a uh, time that my kids had off. So I was like, all right, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll do it here, and I did it. Had to fly to Orlando. Had to take a red eye to Orlando, and then an Uber over to Port Canaveral and get on this thing. It's my first time, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm like landing. I land in or- Orlando Airport at like five thirty a.m. or six a.m. or whatever it was, and I didn't have to be on the ship till four. It's a forty-five minute ride over there. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go now. So now I'm sleeping in the Orlando airport because I'm like, well, I'm not going to get a hotel from 6 a.m. to what checkouts 11. I'm not going to do that. So I'm just like laying down on a bench in a please don't stab me position and trying to sleep on hard surfaces. And uh, the start of it was not great. And then you're not sleeping. So you get there, you get on the ship. I finally check in. You go through the whole rigmarole and uh, you get on there, you get oriented. And luckily, I knew the other comedian that was on the ship with me, uh, Corey Michaelis out of uh, Seattle. Funny dude. Um, luckily, he uh, he was on the ship and he like texted me. He's like, hey, are you on this too? I was like, yeah, I'm just checking in. He's like, ah, cool. Hit me up. I'll show you around. So that was nice because otherwise it would have been a steep learning curve for me to get these things going. Um, 
So I get on, I get checked into my room, which is like a cross between a crew room and a and like a guest room. I'm still in the crew area, but at least I get a window. A lot of those, oh man, a lot of those crew guys, which they were all nice. Everybody was super nice, and and uh, but man, every time I talk to somebody like at, at the buffet or something, they they go, oh, how long are uh, I, I'm on till I'm I'm on for this ship for six months. I'm on this ship for eight months. And you go, what? And they go, yeah, I, I, I just, I never, I don't get off. I just, um, I'm here, I'm on this ship and I do my job and I, and I'm on here for eight months. And you go, what in the eight months? They go, yeah, how long are you on? And I'm like, I'm on for a week. And I thought that was too long, like eight months. And I felt so bad for these people, eight months. And, and then, and then I learned, uh, Rather than saying I'm I'm on here for a full week, you know, because then they look at me like I just spit on their dog. <laughs> They're like they just said they were on for eight months and they had seven months left. And you go, oh, I'm on here for a week. And they go, what? <laughs> then they start to hate you. But you you're one of them, so you don't you want to be liked. And so what you start to say then you go, I'm on my last week. And then they go, oh, good. Yeah, you're getting off. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for me. <laughs> it kind of put things into perspective. You feel like a little bit of an ass and how you know spoiled you are that a week is too long to be on the road when some of them are out there. And you see they got wedding rings on and stuff like that. And you go, geez, man, you're out here for eight months. They're like, yeah, I know. I haven't, I haven't met my baby girl yet. And you go, really? And you're missing your baby so that you can serve mashed potatoes? But I get it. People got to work and they're out there. And um, and so I, I did six shows in in seven days and uh, we had a few days off. You know, mul- a lot of those were multiples in a night. And uh, we got to take we got to get off at a couple different ports. We got to get off in like the Dominican Republic and a couple other places, St. Thomas. And so that's cool because you get to see different places. But you're on there. You really you disembark for really only like like four to six hours. It's really not a lot of time. You you don't really get to experience. I wish I, I would like to do one where you get like you dock there for the night and you kinda like can get off and like spend two days in a place. Like that's how much time I want to spend in a place. Two days. So I can go eat at a couple of the local restaurants and, and check out some of the things. You know, four or six hours you go, geez, I'm if I if I go 20 minutes from the ship i'm terrified i'm gonna be left and so um it, it was fun it, it those things were fun but there's a difference there's a difference between having fun out on the road and working out on the road because on a cruise ship you don't get a ton of work done outside of writing because you can't you pay in for the internet per minute it's like one of the few places in the world where it's still like per minute and you go what is this just give me the internet. How much could I possibly use? I'm I'm stuck here. I'm working. Just give it to me. But instead, they're like, no, you can buy. It. You had to buy it in these like twenty dollar incremental packages that caught. You know, they just count down the minutes. The second you logged on, you're like, Dah, is this worth it? Is it really? Is it really worth it for me to read this ESPN article? And um, and uh, so it's it's hard to get any work done. See, but there's a difference between having fun and working because I go out on the road and say like I'm in you know Duluth, Minnesota. Nothing against Duluth, Minnesota, or if I go to Louisville, Kentucky, or any any place, you go okay. Well, you're stuck in a hotel and you're not doing a ton because you're there to work 
and like yeah, maybe you go grab some food or something at a local joint, but you're not you're not going to Disneyland when you're on the road. You know, you're not you're not doing all these crazy fun activities, but all of a sudden you're on a tropical island and they stop and they go, Would you like to get off and see this beautiful beach that we'll be at for four hours? You're like, Yeah, I kinda do. I kinda would like to go out there. And you do, and so then you realize that your your spouse will hate you <laughs> if that's what you tell them. So um, it, it's a hard sell to do uh, any amount of cruise ships beyond, like, this was my first one and maybe my last one. I don't know. We'll see if, if another one lines up and it works out. Like, the shows were fun, but being out there for that long is kind of is kind of nuts. And, and oh, pff, the shows are fun, but you have to do, um, they want, they, they, you know, they got all ages on the boat. So you're doing six shows. Uh, two of which were for adults only. There's like 18 plus, and they kind of want you to be like, okay, do a different show, like do something that's a little more risque on these. So you guys know me. I'm like PG-13. I've got a couple of jokes that are there, but they, you, know, you kind of do those jokes, and and then you have the G-rated shows where like there are a bunch of children in the crowd, and you're trying to make it fun for them and, and, and entertaining, even though they may not necessarily understand these jokes. They're not dirty, and you can kind of get them involved. Oh, does mom and dad do this? And so you're working out these different muscles uh, to do these different types of shows, and I had to do, like, PG-13 shows as well, where you kind of ride that line, like, what can I get away with? Who's in the crowd? Like, I want to I wanna have have it be fun and feel a little bit like, oh, this is, this is different from the than the G show. And so you try and make all these shows different, but a couple of overlapping jokes, like in, in both my rated R shows, you know, I do a 40 minutes on one, 20 minutes on another. I think I had like three bits overlap, uh, like a total of like seven minutes that overlapped. And the, this, this turd, this turd burglar, I he just complained about everything. I, the, one of the other entertainers on the ship saw him, and he said he, he watched the guy complain at the front desk, too. Uh, but he comes up to me after, the, after my second 18-plus show, and he goes, Is there a reason that you did a lot of the same jokes? And I'm like, first of all, I didn't do a lot of the same. I did mostly new. And he goes, well, I heard some of those. And I was like, yeah. Okay, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're on a boat. Like, there's limited things to do, but there's a lot. You know, you go to see the Beatles tribute band. You're gonna hear some of the same songs night after night. Okay, just w- see my show once and then do something else. Go to the hot tub. Okay, is there a reason that the hot tub was the same on day one and day? Shut your mouth. Yeah, complain train and and the magician that was on the sh- boat who uh we like got dinner with a couple times. Uh he he was super nice and he was like, "Oh yeah, people do that. They they find a reason to complain because if they complain, this is kind of like their second job on the ship is to complain because then they get free stuff." So they'll get, you know, 20% off their next cruise if they complain enough or maybe they'll get a free voucher for the for the nice meal or something like that. And so that's what they do in order to try and earn money while they're out there vacationing. So he's just he's just a complaint train, but it pissed me off. And and it's just kind of like I by the way I came off of that show feeling like, "Wow, Nick, you magnificent bastard. You really did it." You really did. You barely uh, did any of the same jokes, and you were able to play with the audience. And at one point, the smoke alarm went off inside the thing—not the smoke alarm, but like the, the this thing that filtered out smoke. That was like this huge, loud fan and buzzer came on, 
and it was on for like four minutes. You rolled with that. You made that funny and work, even though it wasn't part of the show. Like, good for you, Nick Huff. And then he comes, is there a reason that you did a lot of this? Oh, you piece of unmarked bullcrap. How dare you? Pissing me off. But so that left a bad taste in my mouth. But by and large, the ship was fine. Um, you know, people were out on vacation. You don't feel like you're on vacation, although you try to enjoy some of the the, the food was good, and and being able to like sit out and and read a book. But it just feels like a nonstop vacation for a lot of people. A lot of people going out there getting the all you can drink package. And meanwhile, you're just like buying uh, dollar beers from the crew bar when the when the clock strikes right, and you go, "Okay, I'm gonna get this." They, you see the rest of the crew out there, um, and, and they're in the crew bar, and they're just getting plastered. <laughs> it was pretty. They're not getting plastered, but they're they're you know they're having a good time, and they they just like buy their beers from there because that's where they're allowed to go. Now, as comedians, we are allowed to go just about anywhere. We couldn't gamble. That was the one rule that they had for us. We weren't allowed to gamble, which makes sense. You're out there. You don't want some comedian losing his ass and throw, you know, causing a scene. Uh, so couldn't do that, and that's probably a good thing. Um, but didn't cross off any of the any of the states. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was in Tucson, Arizona, crossing off Arizona. Although I'm still going to Phoenix later in the year, I don't know why I'm doing doubles. But uh, Tucson was fun. I I decided to drive there. Uh, because I've, I've been just bad about getting my plane tickets early. And so then they just skyrocket in price. And you go, well, I'm not paying that. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I'll drive the seven hours to Tucson. But instead of like driving the gas car, I was like, I'll rent a, I'll rent a, an electric car. And so I rented, a, uh, I rented a Tesla. And I was like, let me get the long range one. And let me go extra far that way i won't have to stop so often i'll i'll just have to stop once i think it goes like 390 miles so i'll just make one brief stop plug her in and then move about my merry way and uh then i get there they didn't have the long range one they're like no we don't have any of those available here you can have this one and it's the short range <laughs> and i get in there and there's a you know you try and figure out all the buttons they got to show you the things so this is how this works this is, and you go down the road and you got to stop more often than you think like those cars are sort of cool although this one wasn't the automatic driving one like i thought all teslas were like push a button take me there let me pass out i'll keep my hand on the wheel just uh you know <laughs> instead of jesus take the wheel it's elon take the wheel uh, but this thing it didn't have any of that. It had slight lane correction, which meant if you were careening off, it'd kind of bounce you back. But it wasn't. It wasn't like let me uh, take take a break, Nick. You know, read the newspaper, whatever you got to do. Um, so I had to drive it, and then you have to stop. And the first place I stopped, I I plugged. I must have done something wrong. Although there was a guy helping me, he's like, "This is all you have to do now. Go get lunch. Come back in a half hour. It'll be done." I came back in a half hour. Error message. Nope. Now you got to plug it back in. Wait another half hour. Before you know it, this seven hour drive's taken ten, and I'm getting in late. Dude from the clubs texting me, "Where are you? What's going on? What's your ETA?" And I'm like, "Well, I'll be there at, you know, I th- I think I was like, oh, I'll be there at seven forty. And he's like, 7.40, you're cutting it close, like 8 o'clock show. And I'm like, well, dude, 20 minutes early. Like, <laughs> take it easy. And like, I'm, st- I'm, I'm fine. And uh, <laughs> um, I got there, and, and so I, I didn't have time to go to the place where I was staying. I, they've got, like, a comedy condo there in Tucson. I didn't have time to go there. I just went straight to the club, like, 
you know, wipe my the crust out of my eyes in the bathroom. And then 20 minutes later, you know, time to go on stage or whatever. But I, I get there. I do two shows, fun shows, had a great time. Although there was, uh, maybe that was night two. There was, there was this super like drunk, annoying lady that I, I think she was a sweetheart and she was just having too much fun, but she was having, she was, she was in the way. She was in the way. And I used a line that I said on stage like two years ago, maybe, maybe longer than that, maybe four years ago, it came to me on stage and I said it to a heckler and it's an, it's a crazy takedown. I don't even want to say it on the podcast because it's as dirty as I, I'll ever be. But it really takes him down, and it's a crowd-pleasing line. And I've only used it twice in my career. Um, and uh, the first time it worked wonders, and I, you know, I'm surprised I didn't get shot. And then this time, finally, I just had to say it because it just she wasn't going away, and, and security wouldn't do anything. They didn't have security there. Nobody was policing the room, which is a mistake. You got to have somebody in there making sure that you know people aren't going off the rails. This lady was just in the way, and she was right up front. She was very loud, and she was having fun. She was enjoying it, but it was too much like, yeah, yeah, you go. Oh, you know it. You know it. Oh, and repeating punchlines, having too much fun. So finally I said it, and I didn't. Oh, doggone it. I I don't know if I can say I won't say what I said, but the, the crowd went nuts, and I felt so bad as soon as I said it. I felt so bad. But it shut her up, and that was that was the end of that. And um, and, and then at night one, I, I didn't have time to go to the condo, so I did the two shows, and now I'm going to the condo. And, and here I am. Now i got to charge back up in town because I don't have a very good charge. I kind of rolled in on fumes. So i got to find one in town. There's none in town. So I have to drive like 10 miles outside of town to charge this car. And then and then I'm hungry. So on my way to the condo, now I'm stopping at Whataburger to get a crappy hamburger. I used to love Whataburger. And this one, I got a bad one. I don't know if they're not consistent across the board. This one was bad. Got a bad one. Ate it alone in the condo. I got to the condo and I set off the alarm. This like... I don't know, it's 2 a.m. or something. I had already charged the car for 45 minutes. I stopped and got food, and now I'm checking into this condo, and I go in, and I shut, I turn on the alarm, and I check the note, and he's written the alarm code on this little Post-it note. But now i got to find the alarm. It's 2 a.m. and just loud as hell. Like I'm sure the neighbors can hear this alarm going off. Finally, I find that I push in the code like three different times. It's not going in. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So the cops are going to show up or Casey's going to show up. And he's going to be like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Why Why were you not here at 1215 when we were all still awake and could have dealt with this? Why did you wait? And so, But finally, the alarm went off, ate this trash Whataburger. Now I just like... I've just driven 10 hours, done two shows. Now I'm just eating, housing, just dog shit food. And <laughs> and I just set off the alarm. And it just, Tucson was not great. Then I did the shows and had to drive right back and, uh, you know, stop several times. You try and nap while it's charging. And the, there's nothing worse in this life than a half hour or 45 minute nap. Some of you like this. My dad loves a half hour cat nap. I'm are you out of your mind. A half hour cat nap. How is that good for anybody? I just 
barely have enough time to fall asleep, and now my alarm goes off and gives me a heart attack right as I'm starting to slip into deeper sleep. This is not good. Half hour, no, screw off. If I can't take, if my nap's not going to be minimum 90 minutes, it's not worth taking. I've never closed my eyes for 20 minutes and thought, worth it. Never. And so when you try and nap during, when the Tesla's charging, you try and nap like, oh, I'm going to take a 45-minute nap. The alarm goes off. You have a heart attack right there in the car. you got to jump out, unplug it. Then now you got to drive. And your heart's going a million miles an hour. you got to drive the car up 200 miles to get to the next charging station. Another 10-hour drive home. That stunk. And I realized the one really cool thing about the Tesla car is when you hit the gas pedal, she goes. It's faster. I mean, it just it puts you back in your seat. It's like you're taking off in an airplane. I, I didn't realize that until I was returning the car, and I like went up from a stoplight, and I just was like, screw it, and I pushed it hard, and it just... <laughs> those things go. That is worth the price of admission. I don't know that I'd buy one yet. They got a lot of kinks. They got to figure out how to get it further down the road because I don't want to stop that often. Gas, Gas-powered cars are still... and gas those stations are everywhere there were certain times where it's like well you have to fill up on battery now or you won't have another opportunity to do it for another 150 miles you go well that stinks like it's it's like west texas when you don't have a gas station for 200 miles like it's like that but that's the only place where that really happens so i don't don't know if they're worth getting yet unless you're just doing city driving and staying in the city but but that was my experience with the Tesla and Tucson. So thanks to everybody that came out and saw me in Tucson. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of lot of dates coming up, a lot of, a lot of dates. And so check out my calendar. Go to NickHoff.com. If you want to be on my email list, go to NickHoff.com and sign in. Just, just your email address and your zip code. And that way I can target you, let you know when I'm coming to your area. I don't want to have to send out to the whole email list every time. So if you can help me target... Uh, emails that are appropriate for you, then I can send you like two a year that are like, hey, I'm releasing a new special or hey, I'm on TV or whatever it is. And then and then one specific like, boom, I'm coming to St. Louis or something like that. So sign up on there. Check out my tour dates. If I'm coming near you, get your tickets now. Um, if I'm not coming anywhere near you, but you know somebody in any of those areas, shoot them a text. Let them know, hey, Hoff's coming. Go see him. Go support your boy. Here's the ticket link. Do all that legwork for me. Uh, it helps. It helps. If you can help me do that, if you can send that to like five people and let them know, that would help me. Um, but in the meantime, I'll, I'll be back again soon with more updates on the All American Comedy Tour and how things are going. But in the meantime, don't forget to doom, doom, bit, doom, doom, bit. Doom, doom, bit.